Good and welcome to the Pinch Music Podcast. We're at episode number 42, mm-hmm. live from New York City, and um, we're all in separate rooms. I got my whole fucking room to myself today. We're all in the studio together, but we're each in our little booths. So uh, to my right in his own little booth, which he barely fits in, is the one who takes leaves and sleeps under them, Mr. Wow. Nick Angelo. Sounds cozy. I take leaves and sleep under them. Sounds like uh, Survivor Man, which I've been watching a lot of Les Stroud's Survivor Man. He's oh, hun- dude. He's hunting Bigfoot. You want to talk about Survivor shows? I wa- I'm literally out of them. I've gotten so fucking deep into Survivor shows that I mean, like. Well, it might come in handy. <laughs> I mean, like, B- like survival. Yeah. Like th- that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, like it's a- crazy, yeah. dude. I've watched every single survival thing. So we could talk. Uh-huh. So we could have our podcast just about survival Music shows. Music and survival shows. Uh, yeah. And then to my left over here, we have um, Jim Panels, Panels Mania, hey, Synth guys. Lord. Um, I forget about all the names yeah. that we come up with. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great. Had a very, you know, nice, relaxing Thanksgiving, I yeah. guess. Did you yeah. enjoy the Can playlist? We? I did. I enjoyed the playlist. It was very nice. Can't wait till next year to listen to it again. I didn't uh, listen to the playlist. Yeah, that's weird because it was a very nice playlist. You know what? I, because I have a record player. Yeah, I know. That's that's awesome. And so I was listening to records, but then I made my own playlist of the of the songs that I listened to mm. actually on Thanksgiving, that's which the, yes. is, you can find on our uh, as a bonus playlist. You can find on mm-hmm. our thing there what I actually listened to on Thanksgiving. Yeah. The can bonus. we, before we get, I want to definitely talk about that song after we say what our theme is here, the the opening song though, but. What is the should theme? Should we say. Uh, well, we're doing New York. Mm-hmm. Scott said New York and we kind of had to, you know, put a little more focus on it. So we went with artists and bands from New York City. Uh then I think all of us kind of picked a song or two song from them that kind of represented New York too as well. So we went with New York, mm-hmm. and that is kind of what we did with. We opened up with Ace Freely's "Back in a New York Groove," and Jim obviously has. Uh, does he have yeah. a tidbit off the I top? I don't really have a tidbit except I can't stand Kiss. Um, but when I think about Kiss in the context of New York City. Or like when I'm down at like the Mercury Lounge and there's that bar across the street with like Kiss painted all over it, I'm like, yeah, like that's New York. And I also make a point to listen to this song. Anytime I've been away from New York for a long time and I come back, I listen to Back in a New York Groove. I'm like, thank fucking God I'm back. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I always thought this was a uh, Billy Joel song. For the longest, wow. for the longest time, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Oh. Hey, uh, I, so I always thought that was a Billy Joel song, and then I always, I think a lot of people do this. I think people equate Kiss with Detroit because of mm. the movie Detroit Rock City, yeah, yeah. And just mm-hmm. that live concert that blew the roof off. So I think people forget that Kiss is from New York and that they're not from Detroit. Can I say though, I'm, I'm, there is so much music from New York, and I got deep into it. Yeah. I sat for hours doing research on on people from New York. I mean, the thing is about New York is that there's the actual people that are born in New York, which are less uh, numerous as the people that are transplants to New York. Mm-hmm. So is so. did you guys put stuff on that was only people that were born in New York, or did you put on stuff that people are like, you know, they are from New York now, or they're based out of New York? I, I kind of went a little bit about, like, born in New York or based that, like, made their bones in New York kind of thing. Uh, but that's a very interesting point, Scott, because I, I wanted to put on, when I think of New York City, like, if I was going to put a soundtrack to the city, it would be jazz. And there's so much jazz. The Tin Pan Alley, you know, that that was what the the Birdland and everything that you came to New York City to play jazz music. But none of those artists are originally from New York. And I think that it's such a cool microcosm of this city and just the idea of jazz is that we're all transplants here. You know, Ellis Island, we're all a lot of people aren't born and raised from in New York City. And you come here to kind of really make it if you can. I did a lot of that. Yeah, I yeah. I've, I've, I did a lot of research about the jazz in New York. And yeah, it's hard to actually find jazz musicians. I mean, there are a bunch that are actually born in, in New York, um, but there are so many that come from other places to be in New York City, to be in Manhattan, um, to, you know, because New York is the uh, 
most popular city for jazz. Isn't and isn't that just so telling about jazz itself is that it's a melting pot of everybody from all other places come here and that is what jazz is. In fact, you could kind of say that jazz is everything. Oh. <laughs> and everything oh, is jazz. Boy. You bring yeah. it right back. Oh, yeah. boy. It made me think, it did make me think though about um, doing doing cities. You know how we did all the decades um, I was thinking about what if we did cities, you yeah. know, because New Orleans jazz was born in New Orleans. I mean, think about it. We could do Chicago. We could even talk about the Foo Fighters documentary. You could all watch that. Yeah. You know, if where we he, had they, to, we do they, L.A. They go to different shows. We can do L.A. Of course we have to do L.A. The I mean, me- Memphis and Red Hot Chili Peppers. San Francisco. You could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or you could do Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, wow. That would be interesting. Boom. Cape Town. Yeah. Yeah, we've done Iceland. We've kind Uwaga of touched on Iceland a what little bit. What about Uwaga Yeah, well, that's a great. T- I think we that's a, a great idea for future episodes. In fact, if you want to hear anything for a future episodes, re- request lines are open. Just send us a message on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribing and you're liking and you're sharing and all that happy horse shit that comes with podcasts. Um, also, speaking of genres of music and adding people that are from New York, let's get into the music, but. Uh, Sorry, hip, hip hop. I, I was ready. Hip hop was uh, hip hop was something that I want to touch on, uh, but you know what? We'll leave that as a teaser. So let's get into our first track. All right. So that's The Only Living Boy in New York by Simon and Garfunkel. Obviously thought this was a great one to include because a quintessential New York band, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, they were born and met in uh, Queens. And, you know, obviously a lot of their, you know, uh, album cover artwork is like them in the subway. They have one of the all-time most famous concerts in Central Park. And we're Um, in Queens. We are in Queens. We all live in Queens. Um, and we record in Queens. So any case, I, you know, I don't know if Simon and Garfunkel has been on the, has been on the podcast. So I thought it was great to get to include them. I think um, so. And they've definitely been on the episode lists, but yeah, Simon but, and Garfunkel are like quintessential yeah, New York. Yeah, totally. Sorry, go ahead. And, um, you know, I just thought the song, the theme of the song, the only living boy in New York, obviously that's how you can feel sometimes in New York, riding on the subway, on mass transportation, that there's 8 million people that live here. And it's just, it seems like, I don't know, sometimes it seems like it's not real or everyone's just like going through the motions. Um, and further, uh, I guess the the theme of the song really came from when um, our Garfunkel was out of New York and doing a movie or something like that for several months. And Paul Simon felt like then he was like the only living boy in New York. That's where he got the idea from. And I thought that was great because New York is such a city of like transients that people come in and out. I'm sure we've all had friends that moved into New York and have since left. And it's just a weird feeling of always just, you know, everything's always in motion here. Yeah, you can really be isolated in New York amongst 8 million people. And isn't it 14 million? 8 million live in New York proper, but maybe in the whole metro areas. You can really do it like... Back when you would take the train and it was crowded and it was insane mm-hmm. before COVID times, you know, you could be packed in a train of people and feel like the most lonely person on earth. And in fact, it's great actually having headphones on and having that separation, that third wall or whatever between you and the people and you're just like listening to music. There's something like magical about it, but also very isolating and lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That's exactly perfect. what it is. Perfect for Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I guess New York City is the way to find beauty and depression. Mm-hmm. And what about folk? Where's Bob Dylan from? Oh well, I don't know. I mean, he would be. I, he's from uh, Minnesota, I believe. But um, he would be. I think he would be a great. You were talking about people from New York, or that you know. I would call Bob Dylan a New York artist yeah, for I sure. Would too. He, I know, he's right? From New York, and that's we were, what what Nick was saying. It's it's Ellis Island. Like ever since New York's been New York, that's. It's not. It doesn't mean you were born here. It means. But if we take that approach, then it makes me want to put so much more. Yeah. So like, they're, 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 New York City is such an amazing town for music, mm-hmm. and I think you know probably because of the just 
I mean, we're going to get into this so much or in, throughout the episode, but, you know, there's so many live venues, there's so much art, there's so mm-hmm. much, um, you know, there's Broadway, there's just so much access to music here in New York and so much that you want that is inspiring with, that you see day to day in New York um, that you don't get in any other city. Did you guys find a a through line when listening to all the New York style music, certainly within like the New York rock bands, I found like there was a very particular sound, you know, the strokes vibes. I think, yeah. In depending on the, the genre or era of the music, there is definitely a feeling and a vibe. I know that the early punk sound and eighties pop have a certain vibe to it. That's grungy New York. And that's a time of New York City that I'm fascinated by. I've said that before in the podcast. Just the idea of like, if you know, we've talked about if you had a time machine, you know, Scott's going to the Renaissance. I want to go party on the Sunset Strip. But I don't know, living a week at the Chelsea Hotel in 1978 or something, you know, that wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing that. I think it's it was probably pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. It's like uh, you kind of make it out to be this majestic memory that you'd never had but then when you go back and you're like oh it smells like piss they literally say that in the message we were going to talk about grandmaster flash and furious mm. five mm. a little bit later but he literally starts the song off by painting a picture of it it smells like piss in here like it's <laughs> well talking about <laughs> so here i am yeah. like man that was the days wasn't it talking about smelling like piss and having a new york grunge vibe That is I Want to Be Well by the Ramones of Forest Hills. That's another Really? Queen. That's no another shit. Queens. Yeah, they're from Forest Hills. Oh, there's so Donald Trump. <laughs> is he really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes me want to kill he, myself. He said that before. Uh, yeah, the Ramones, I mean, that's a great New York punk. The New York punk scene we were just kind of alluding to, talking about the Chelsea Hotel and stuff, the, the sound really came from England, from, from London, from the Great Britain area. That, that really kind of took the punk sound and then it was like bands like the Ramones that kind of adapted it to American punk music and that was New York that was New York in the 80s CBGB's CBGB's that's a place that's another that's kind of another place I would love to be able to go to now it's like a men's fashion store you know CBGB's yeah how how does how do we live in a society that allows places like CBGB's to close I don't know. You know, like, shouldn't the government step in yeah. and be like, all right, we got we to gotta make this a museum or a national historic site or something? No. What do, do you mean, do you, no? do you like operating a business out of a, a, out of a landmark building? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not a pain in the ass? No, because it doesn't make me have to get a sign because I'm not allowed to. <laughs> I don't have to spend money on a sign. Okay. We're referring to the New York. But Comic I think it's Club. it's New York. They things change. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. But like CBGBs, you know, it's like know. there's so many like studios that like like Muscle Shoals and stuff mm-hmm. where like you know they're they're yeah. they're kept well, as you, sort of museums. You, do you yeah. know? We were just talking about this. About Jim was kind of busting Scott's chops about owning uh, the New York Comedy Club on Fourth Street. Uh, that is right by a ton of just. You know, where the Ramones came up and Bob Dylan and that whole just Lower East Side is such a just mecca of music history. But right around the corner is where the Fillmore East used to be. Yep. And that is now a bank. And the only thing that stands there is like on, uh, is like some artwork on a light pole that's on the corner that says like Fillmore East. But I tell you, if you go down to the Lower East Side now and, you know, it's probably very similar to how it was in the sense that it's nasty, disgusting, smells like <laughs> piss. You know, yeah. in COVID times, Lower East Side is not a pretty place to be. Um, but yeah, certainly it, there was a lot of music venues down there. Yeah. Um, I, was ex- I, I was not there, but I walked by CBG beyond their last night 
Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, that uh, the, the iconic picture of the Ramon standing in front of that in that alleyway in the like the black hall. That's right. That's an mm-hmm. alleyway right by yeah. CBGBs. Well, in fact, yeah. the fact that we're talking about venues and stuff actually is perfect for the transition to the next tune, which is one of the reasons I actually picked this this song. If you want to call it that. That is Gang Gang Dance. The song is called Stanton Street uh, Mm. slash Knitting Factory. Um, This is actually live at the Knitting Factory. Gang Gang. Um, And Gang 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 Dance is basically an art rock band. Mm -hmm. Um, No kidding. Well, here's the thing is that I, I wanted to put this on the playlist, one, because... I find it really interesting to to have a band that's like super psychedelic, and this record in particular is really psychedelic. It's a live mm-hmm. show, and it's really avant garde and out there. And you know, some of their other records are more sort of pop, uh, pop art in a way. I know we've talked mm-hmm. about that a lot, but um, this record is super psychedelic. And one of the reasons I put it on is because it's a live show, mm-hmm. and that's I think really encapsulates what's happening in New York City. Is there's so much live element to all this, mm-hmm. and same with the jazz. You know, back in the jazz heyday in in the twenties, there was all these live music venues, these live jazz places that would go all night long, and that drew musicians here. You know, because obviously, as a musician, you want to perform live, um, and and the art rock thing too, I thought was really interesting because there's a lot of modern art museums in large cities in general, but in New York city, you know, we got the MoMA and you have these art PS one is right down the street from us, um, which is a modern art museum. And I find it interesting when you take music and you combine it with art and modern art in particular, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can go to a lot of museums and they'll have audio exhibits. Um, and, it's very New York, I think, mm-hmm. um, but also to think of music in a different way. Is it okay to go up on stage and make a bunch of noises and crazy, nuts, weird right. shit, which most people would be like, oh, I can do that. But it's interesting, and somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. That's well, yeah, how you it, push it, it, things forward. It's also, what do you want to get out of it? What's the desired result? Do well, you, do you want to be popular and make money? Then no, it's not okay. Do you just want to see what it sounds well, see, like? That's the thing. Though. Then then perfect. It's that's what I'm saying. Like if you just want to see what it is, or you want to do it just to piss people off, then yeah, do it. Like it's all about the but perception they have millions, of what you want. They have millions of plays. You know, the mm-hmm. the gang gang dance is a pretty well known art rock band, and I think one of the reasons that is is because they ended up doing a lot of like sort of pop art albums if you listen to the other albums it's not just straight psychedelia mm. you know um so i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know either i mean i, I think know. it's i think it's cool i you know me i will call it out if i don't like it but i still respect it but you know like i was listening to this on my way here on my bike on my little electric bike and it felt right it was like this is good pandemic music because it's weird, strange, and you don't know how to feel when you're listening to it. It wasn't abrasive. It wasn't. It, well, it, it becomes very abrasive. Yeah, for what we just listened to, I was fine with it. You know, I said this last week with the Thanksgiving playlist. The uh, ignorable is an adjective I like to describe music with, and I mean that so endearingly. And that was kind of ignorable. It was it was huh. nice and melodic, and I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have to think about it. You know what's funny is. When we watch Netflix now, we go, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Put on something I don't have to think about. I say that all the time. It's probably why we've watched The Office through and through 700 times. But that's what I'm getting at ignorable, and you put that on, and I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to delve into the lyrics and be like, oh, this is what he really meant. It's like, it is what it is. I don't think it's ignorable, and I think most people people would... Put it up. I mean, I think most people would be like, "What the fuck is this? Jesus Christ!" You know, and get annoyed by it. But if you kind of like let yourself experience it, 
you know, it mm-hmm. can really be, and especially now, I think like art rock and things that are a little bit more left of center aligns itself well with the pandemic. It's pandemic mm-hmm. mu- type of music. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. It is. Yeah. Listen to this on your walk home. You know, like mm-hmm. I know you won't because I told you to, but like you know, it's a little nuts. Yeah. How great was the Knitting Factory, though? Though you know, when it was in Manhattan. I don't you guys know. I never, never went. I never oh, went. It was so great! But it was the kind, you know it was like a multi room venue with a bunch of acts. Did that I were go? Never, I think I did. Never actually. too big. I feel like I may have even been with you, but you know it's one of these like multi room venues. Did we where play the like, Knitting Factory? <laughs> no. But there was like, you know, shows going on in every room and it was all, you know, well, 90% Rock, of it was like weird shit. Yeah. Rockwood yeah. was like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, aren't a lot of venues falling, not even COVID. I mean, COVID is a big thing. Mm-hmm. The Save Our Stages, uh, Save NY Comedy, it's a big movement because it's very important. We have legendary mm-hmm. venues that we are losing because nobody wants to help us out. This is history that we have to preserve. But- even prior to that, aren't a lot of venues closing down? I mean, I was going to ask you, Scott. You mentioned like in New York City, you can start, pl- you can go to a, a venue in at four in the morning and find someone playing because people mm-hmm. just want to play. And I feel like that's all going away. Well, right now it's gone because yeah. nothing is open. But I mean, I'm but- saying pre-COVID, let's pretend like the COVID never happened. I feel like a lot of the venues were closing. They couldn't afford rent. They're getting pushed out. Gentrification is trying to build up a uh, condo. I don't know if that's true. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of venues. There's a lot. What's really cool about New York is you have big theaters. You have um, amphitheater or not amphitheaters. Um, whatever. What the fuck is it called when it's like a huge fucking theater? An amphitheater. Is it an amphitheater? A- Isn't amphitheater have to be outside? No. Okay. Well, so you have amphitheaters, but then you also have small DIY venues that are operating illegally in some weird basement in Brooklyn. You know yeah. what I mean? And everything in between. And so I think if you search for what you're looking for, you're likely to find it in New York. Now, those- of course, now you don't. What you find now in New York is is, is all the musicians playing outdoors. So if you walk around New mm-hmm. York, you see a lot of like jazz yeah. bands playing outside, and even like the New York Philharmonic has been doing stuff outside where they they have like a, a string quartet just on the sidewalk in front of the in front of uh, the David Giffen Hall just playing music you know well so. how do you find one of those all night jam sessions because they're not advertised they're probably doing something illegal well, I, mean, I mean you got to be you, you got to be right cool people. you got to yeah. be you got to know you got to be in the know right well i think if you go on instagram you know and you start following some hipster bands and stuff and then you'll start seeing them posting like you know handmade flyers that they made and then printed on a cassette tape or something you know and they're like hey we're playing here whatever you know and then you're, you go there and you're like oh this place is weird but you know there's a lot of places like that like follow some of the like more hipsterish yeah. sort of younger mm-hmm. bands and you'll find a lot you know a lot of those types of things are like younger people you know drinking pbr that's what I was just going to say. I'm a little past that day. Last time I went to a uh, underground show in Brooklyn, they served me a PBR in another man's beard. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Is that a true story? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's how Brooklyn it is. All right, let's move on. Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. Milton, pot of thieves, wild cord of my sleeve, thick heart of stone. My sins, my own, they belong to me. Me. So it's Patty Smith, Gloria, a uh, cover of the Them and Van Morrison song. But of course, she added her, her famous line to the front, uh, Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine, which I think is just a great punk rock New York statement. Um, and I think, you know, Patty Smith's whatever her energy like captures new york in so many ways um and she was that's what i was saying i was at cbgb on the last night i didn't you know i was just walking by there going to uh i think i was going to the bowery ballroom for a different show but it was uh, she was playing and it was like a clip out of like it was like a scene out of the early 80s that everyone went you know it's this 40 50 somethings back in their like leather and ripped jean jackets and you know hanging out one one last time at cbgb and it was great and I think that it was just so New York. 
Did you see any assless chaps? Did not see any assless chaps, unfortunately. That was Studio 54. No, that, yes, you're right. That was Studio No, that, yes, okay. No one was assless at CBGB's, at I, least not in the beginning <laughs> of the night. I haven't listened to a lot of Patti Smith. I'm not a mm-hmm. huge, like, punk rock, New York punk rock person, mm-hmm. you know? Just, I've never really listened to that much sort of punk music. Um, but I can certainly respect the vibe and the fact that it's so unique to New York. Unique yeah. New York. Unique New York. Patty Smith is kind of her own thing, though. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not exactly. Yeah. Punk started rock, as punk, but, but it's ever more famous stuff. I would hardly call it punk, right? Well, that's the and that's the cool thing about yeah. her, and that's what punk rock is. Is like she did her own thing. You can't put a label on it. We do whatever we want. Yeah, I'm punk rock, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think that's a cool thing that Jim was saying about her too. Is like she encapsulates New York City, especially that era, that early '80s New York sound. It, it's grungy, but yet pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a she has a very beautiful voice, and yet she her <laughs> her voice sounds amazing, but probably smells like piss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's got that grungy New York, but it's pretty. Yeah. Very pretty. <laughs> Sounds amazing, but, but she it probably is. smells yeah. like piss. Yeah, and I think just her whole image, like the the cover of the album, this this is on horses. It's like a very androgynous picture of her in like you know, like a man's shirt and and suspenders. Um, is you know also a big thing that was happening in the New York music scene, and you know I, I don't know if punk or glam or whatever somewhere somewhere or Bowie st- straddling those two. Yeah. Um, well, that's another. Yeah. That's another name is Bowie. Obviously, he's not from New York, but I feel like a lot of his music came from him being yeah. in New York. I mean, John Lennon is synonymous with New John York Lennon. City. John yeah. Lennon could definitely about, be like yeah. you. Like you could have put John Lennon on the playlist. Like, that's. It's yeah. like I feel like yeah. John, but he's English, but John Lennon adopted New York City. He was already mm-hmm. John Lennon who adopted New York City, and I definitely think John Lennon is a part of New York City. Whereas you know, Robert Zimmerman is from Minnesota. Bob Dylan is from New York. You know, there's a difference. He mm-hmm. came to New York and became Bob Dylan. John Lennon was John Lennon before he came to New York. But, I don't know, semantics. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. I'll Kiss You by Cyndi Lauper. And you think about 80s pop music, Cyndi Lauper is one of the the faces of it all. If you ask me, her career kind of ran parallel with Madonna. Madonna obviously had a little bit more longevity and bigger hits in the, the pop music world, where Cyndi Lauper kind of went the artistic behind-the-scenes route. Madonna's mm. from New York. Yeah, Madonna's another one, but I hmm. chose Cindy Lauper A because we've talked about Madonna before, and we really haven't talked about Cindy Lauper. And I loved Cindy Lauper because she was, she was the the, the the quirky broad. You know, that's how people described her, and it was like she was, she was pop music, very similar to Madonna, but she did her own thing. She made it her own. Like she was unique. You want to talk unique New York? She unique did it. New York. She she did whatever the hell she wanted to, and it seemed like fun and like, oh, look at her. She's like punky. And it's like, she was talking about some serious shit. And she bop is, if you know what that song's about, that's not, you know, that's not, oh, she's, isn't she cute? Isn't she quirky? Like she was, you know. She was a pop star as yeah. opposed to a punk star. Also, um, did I tell you I worked with Cindy Lauper once? Really? Have I think we got, so. Uh, Cindy, we have talked about Cindy Lauper on, on the on the podcast before, but I worked with her on a Dr. Pepper commercial. No shit. She was on a Dr. Pepper commercial. Mm. This must have been 2001, 2002. Wow. So, Crazy. Yeah. Well, another, th- another thing that Cindy Lauper is known for is her involvement with pro wrestling, which the WWE, which was the WWF, really the home base was Madison Square Garden. You know, New York mm. City is the home of the WWE and always will be. And the fact that Cindy Lauper kind of latched onto that because she was a wrestling fan and she became one of those faces that helped launch wrestling into what it is. So I always loved Cindy Lauper. But speaking of women in wrestling, we have a 
great new podcast here on Paper House Network. It is called the Face Beat Heels High Podcast, and I will allow PJ to tell you more about it. Hey everyone, it's me, PJ, from the Face Beats Heels High podcast, a podcast where three women talk about the weekly happenings of the WWE. You know, wrestling? Come on, ref, count, count, count. So join me and my co-hosts, Christina the Baker Contreras and our Twitch queen, Wild Spice, as we talk all things WWE every Tuesday. We're actors, we drink, we're funny, we're wrestling fans, and we're available on the Paper House Network. Interesting. I don't listen to <laughs> listen to I don't listen to wrestling. I don't watch wrestling, but you're a big wrestling fan, right? I'm a giant wrestling fan. How does music come into wrestling? I kind of want to do a play I want to do an episode on wrestling music cuz it you want to see a grown man get fired up. Maybe it's just me, but it's not. Put on some wrestling entrance themes. I'll fucking yeah. rage. If you when Nick needs to get ready, you know, when he's like I'm going to go take a huge dump, he listens to wrestling. Well, that's Partially, I don't listen to wrestling music before I take a huge dump, but I do listen to it a lot at the gym and a lot when I'm just before you eat a big sub. When we're, no, no, I don't need to get motivated for that. Is that the a thing sub still subs? Subs like they don't make subs like they used to. It's true <laughs> because <laughs> now, true. now, now, it's, now it's just Subway restaurant. I guess in Pennsylvania, really? like in Pennsylvania, like, like I feel like you could get a fucking sub, like a real sub. Go to American Hero right around yeah. the. Block. Stop. Go freaking sell Chris and Charlie, man. What? Yeah. The fuck oh, you guys I don't like about? those. Sell Chris and Charlie. You want to talk about uh, Queen's Well, there, there's staple. way better. Sell Chris and Charlie. When you get the what is it? The, the bomb. The bomb. It's yeah. too much meat. It's like it's no like such thing. Biting in the side of I an animal. Say. Like if a, if a deer yeah. walked in, and you just took a hunk out of it. Yeah, we that's got, what you got to share it with. Deer's someone. a little gamey. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little gamey for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you want me to keep talking about wrestling? I will. Or nope. you could just listen to the podcast, the Face Beat Heels High podcast, brought to you by Paperhouse Network. Hey, Paper Scott. House Network. What's next? That feeling's come too soon. That window's glass won't let me have. Well, it's hard. even realize the parallels of this song and the lyrics anyway huh. it's here oh, we go uh-huh. magic and the song is hard to be close and think about that because we're separated in three different rooms right now i know it is hard to be close and it also says it's hard to be in a room or something like that right mm-hmm. it is hard to be in your own little room in covid times you know what i'm it saying yeah. it's hard to be close and all i want to do is be close to people hmm. and i'm separated like a monkey in a zoo I also feel like you guys look a little bit like you're in a zoo. Like Nick's Nick in this little room here. It's like I could just leave him there for a couple of weeks and just monitor his behavior, feed him <laughs> treats under the door and stuff. But anyway, um, this band. I would throw my poop at you. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely would. This band, I absolutely love this record. Here we go, Magic. And what a great name for a band. But also, I think there was this sort of vibe in the in the 2010s um, that was emerging out of New York City. Um, this record, can you guess who produced this record by any chance? Can anybody guess who produced this record? Okay. It, it, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Who are you going to say? Um, Bern Friedman. No. Oh. But that was a good guess. Um, this is Nigel Godris, who produces oh, Radiohead. Okay, that makes sense. So you can yeah. hear so, sort of that that sort of tight vibe, right? So Nigel Godrich, like a lot of his stuff is like really tight drums, uh, sprawling soundscapes, um, sort of like lingering guitars floating around. I love this band because they're super psychedelic, but also mm-hmm. really driving, yeah. um, really happy music, but also really deep and potentially not happy, potentially sad. I don't know. It's sad. It's happy. It's quiet. It's loud. I don't know. What's up? What's down? And I think that's what's great. <laughs> I think that's what's great about this type of music and this record. Like the sonic quality of this record is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels good. It's like you're being wrapped with a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. Um, there's, I just love it, man. It's a great record from start to finish. I highly recommend sitting down, listen to the whole record, which is something we don't ever do anymore. And part of the reasons I'm getting back into vinyl is because you can sit and listen to an entire record. Oh, yeah. Mm. We had the we had the record player going on Saturday. In fact, I oh, yeah? I listened to uh, my Johnny Ace record that I haven't listened to since I bought it. And if mm. you remember when I bought it, Jim, me and you were together. We were at the record exchange here in Queens, and that was literally the last day that we hung out before the world shut down. Yeah, it so was. Wow. We, we were, you guys, where'd you guys that go? That seems like a long We were at time the ago. Bohemian Beer Garden. Oh, for the record show. The record show, and we went, and I actually bought, I found a bunch of good records. Uh, I found a Johnny Ace album, and I had it sitting in my house for the last nine months, and we finally had it going on Saturday, and it Man, reminded I, me of when I bought it. I was like, holy shit, yeah. it's been a while. I wish wow. I would have gone with you guys. Now I would love to to do that. My my buddy Andy, which we've talked about on the podcast before, he's a record freak. He's got thousands and thousands of records, and uh, he goes to record stores pretty much every single day. Now I got him being my record broker, so he's been on. He's been getting me all the can records. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna have all the can records. I'm gonna go kraut rock crazy, and I love classical. I have something for you, actually. Do you? We bought you a record this past Saturday. Did you really? Yeah. But he's wow. all. He's also bought me a record, which is the Linder family, the Linder something. brothers, the Linder brothers from Vermont, <laughs> and they're <laughs> like uh, a cult classic in Vermont. They're a Vermont bluegrass hmm. uh, band. Yeah, which we is really got that from our friends at Butch Spiler Records in Vermont. They're uh, you know good friends of ours. We're talking about it all the time. So big shout out to Butch Spiler Records right there in East Montpelier. Did you get me a present? Yeah. Did you just think of I it? I just remembered because I mean it was we got it on Saturday. We went we went to a vintage shop in um sunnyside and there was a really cool record store but i didn't want to bring it up because i can't remember the name but i would love to give them a shout out next week so but yeah i saw I, we found a record that you would love so we got it why just because there's like a cyclops on the front or something no okay did you listen to it or is it, it's just because of the cover right no it, i'm gonna tell you it's I, i'm it, excited we'll yeah. announce it next week on the podcast when nick remembers what it actually next is. song here we go I'm saying that's what this is all about, right? Clothes, bank rolls, and holes, you know what I'm saying? Yo, then what, man? What? what? Visualizing the realism of life and actuality Fuck who's the baddest, the person's status depends on salary And my mentality is money orientated I'm destined to live the dream for all my peeps who never made it Cause shit, we were beginners in the hood as proper sinners But something must have got in us cause all of us turned to sinners Now some resting in peace and some are sitting in San Quentin Others such as myself are trying to carry on tradition Keeping this rough investment street ghetto essence inside us Cause it provides with the proper insight that got us Even though we know somehow we all gotta go But as long as we leave even thieving, we'll be leaving with some kind of dose of And to that day we expire and turn the vapors Me and my capers, I'll be somewhere stacking plenty of papers. That's Life's a Bitch by Nas um, Unfortunately did not get to the chorus there But, um, I mean, I know we talked about Illmatic going way back The song is off Illmatic um, You know, obviously one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time I think we talked about it way back in our first uh, Panels with Panels It was a selection from Nick Don't think we've talked about Nas since so I thought it was a good time to bring him up because can't think of too much more New York, uh, more Queens than than Nas. Isn't and he I, from the Queens, right right down the, the Queensbridge projects? Yeah, which, it, which yeah. is like two blocks. Yeah, it's like literally two blocks from here. Yeah, yeah. we we're we're pretty much uh, mm-hmm. directly by the Nas mural, which is in the the Queensbridge projects where he grew mm-hmm. up with a lot of other great MCs. Jim, I didn't want to cut you off there. Are you? Uh, you got anything on that? Not at all. You know, I, th- I thought this was a good, um, you know, obviously there were a lot of things you could pick off of this album, but just I thought it was a, sort of appropriate for for COVID times. Well, I'm glad. Life's a bitch and then you die. <laughs> That's why we get high, because you never yeah. know when you're going to go. Uh, it, I almost just gave, I almost threw to this song because out of habit, uh, Jim is the one who put Nas on the playlist. I did not put a lot of hip-hop on the playlist and scott was like what are you doing i, call, I, I had that I, same feeling i called them out i was I, wondering that too. i couldn't because it was all or nothing and i literally couldn't just stop i couldn't pick mm-hmm. and then it's like because we should have gone all then well that's here we go we have a bonus playlist from scott when he what he actually mm-hmm. listened to on thanksgiving and i am going to put Ooh. together a bonus playlist oh. of new york hip-hop which is going to be very very large 
Uh, in fact, I That's might. She said. I yeah. might break it down into the boroughs, dude. I love this. Yeah. I love this wow. bonus playlist. Shit. The, the bonus <laughs> playlist. It's it's probably gonna and th- and this is my point because for instance, uh, tidbit there. The the MC that we listened to on that song. For those who don't know, that was A Z, mm-hmm. who grew up with Nas in the Queensbridge projects. I could do a whole playlist on just MCs that came out of Queensbridge, not to mention Queens, and then I go into Brooklyn, and it's like. And then Staten Island, I mean, God, the Wu-Tang Clan themselves. You know, mm-hmm. the idea of MCs coming out of New York for the last 40 years, this playlist is going to be a monster. And that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to break it down. Now, is that going to be on uh, this this account or on your personal account? I'll do it on the Pinch Music Podcast playlist account. So yeah, because you, can- you know, I'd love to actually get to mm-hmm. listen to that. Because Nick called me out a little bit a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, he thinks that I, and and you're probably right. I'm a little biased against hip hop, and I've been thinking about that actually a little bit. And and I think that maybe I need to immerse myself a little bit more into hip hop. Part of it is I feel like I was like traumatized when I was working at the studio. Mm-hmm. I was working a lot of, uh, you know, what could be construed as bad hip hop. I, I yeah. we did a lot of good hip hop too. I mean, I actually worked with Nas. I don't know if you know this, on uh, Stillmatic. And we did oh, a right. couple, uh, only a couple days, um, but I was with him in the studio for a couple days as an assistant engineer, um, and that was fine. But there's a lot of bad hip hop. Well, listen, the, and, the and, idea and that- I, I was like a little traumatized by that experience being yeah. at the studio a hundred hours a week till like four o'clock in the morning and just blunts all over yeah. the place, and it was just like a lot of like bullshit, you know. Listen, and and, and the, the the idea of shit going down at the hip hop studio is not something that's new. Like that that is a thing. So you're right. You probably were in you were probably in a lot of danger. You didn't even know. No, <laughs> but like, like, no, I don't listen, think I was. Pac got it's, shot at the studio. Uh, Jam Master J died at the studio. You know, these are thi- this happens. You know, you th- this is a thing. I that's, hope I die at the studio too. FYI, by a rapper. No, I'm gonna hang myself. Remember, <laughs> but no, but like. <laughs> Cue the King Crimson, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you guys have to do a, a playlist. Scott's while you're death swinging, playlist. while <laughs> you're swinging around songs. I wish Scott died too. It's all yeah. it's all swing music. Um, but I do want to <laughs> listen to that playlist, and I, you know, I think uh, it's a good challenge to say, okay, well, okay, why am I not listening to hip hop, and and uh, I should immerse myself into this playlist you're going to mm-hmm. create. I yes, I would love for you. I would. I'm going to put these playlists together and I want you, and the, here's the thing about hip hop that I know just purely as a music fan, like you and I, not even the, you know, you grew up, you know, working in studios that had mm-hmm. bad influences on you or whatever. Uh, just lyrically, it's all about the lyrics, the whole culture, the whole art form, the whole idea is lyrics. What do you have to say? It's. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of music fans can't wrap around the idea of hip hop because it's like, that's just a sample. It's just a drum beat. That's just a loop. That's not. There's no musicianship, and I, I get it. I understand that, but it's that's not what you're supposed to hear. At least not in the beginning. The first twenty years of hip hop, it was about yeah. That's just to help me tell you what I have to say. And you know, that's what you have to get into is the lyric, the lyrical content of whatever they're saying. What and then it's just that's we'll a get, lot of we'll, paying attention. This is not ignorable music, exactly, right? and that's so, the point. I'm not great at paying attention to lyrics. That's why you don't like hip hop. So that's it's why also I gave possible. You a, I give you a hard time because you kind of turn off. Well, like on the podcast, I'll put on a hip hop song, and I can just see that you're not even paying attention. But I understand why you don't like hip hop. You're a music guy. You can listen to someone a repetitious drum beat for forty straight minutes if there's some weird psychedelic going on. And when it comes to hey, don't pay attention to that. Pay attention to what this guy's saying. You're like, well, let yeah, me give I it a shot. It. I, mm-hmm. I can get. I understand where that comes from. But you do, you do got to kind of listen to what they're saying. And then once you understand, I mean, even listen to what Az just did on that beat right there. How he just flowed. That's called riding a beat. And it's just, he just, it's just, that's the music. The, his voice, the human voice, and just how they flow and their their rhyme pattern, that is the music of it. The the beat itself is just there as mm-hmm. an accompaniment. Uh, I'll give it yeah. a real shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to offer a counterpoint to the all or nothing thing. Because you, you can't leave hip hop off this playlist. And obviously well, you did not. You You put a couple on. But I, that's the thing about New York is we're, I don't know, eight, ten songs into this thing. We've only had one 
repeated genre. And each song, we're like, oh, this is so New York. Yeah, and, that's and true. Hip hop is a super important part of that, obviously. But Nick is all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, true. That, that's true. I'm all. But you like, just I can't give, talk about it without hip hop. Yeah, I, it, you know, I assumed yeah. I knew that was it was going to get on, so I just kind of left it off. But like we've talked about Biggie, the Be- Beastie mm-hmm. Boys. I don't know why it jumps to my head because they're. I put that yeah, on. Well, the they main. talk yeah. about Brooklyn a lot. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the, you know, Tribe Called Quest, which we've talked about a lot. So there's a lot of the quintessential New York hip hop we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like you know what I'm going to let Jim put on Nas, and then I'll. Uh, By the way, the instrumental Beastie Boys. Paul's Boutique. Is that what it is? The, the album where it's just all... Yeah, where it's like well, funk. Well, it's not... It's, it's not, like funk, jazz, like Medeski vibes. What is that? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, I, It's I, not on... I thought it was the Beastie Boys, but it's not on their actual Spotify account. I was trying to find oh, it. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. What is it? You know what I'm I, I talking about? There's like an instrumental record that's like all like funk and jazz. Like, it just kind of came out not too long ago, right? No, I was listening to this back in the studio days, so it's been out for at least 20 years. Well, then I don't know huh. if I know all what right. you're talking about. We'll it's amazing. It. Pinchers, write in and let us know. Uh, yeah, okay, let's move on. That is Wolf Like Me by TV on the radio. Speaking of Brooklyn, that is a band from Brooklyn that came out in the the 2000s, I'd say. In fact, when we did our uh, decade playlist, we were talking about, I know I brought up the gentrification of Brooklyn soundtrack, Mm. and that is definitely something from it. Uh, that, That sound, that era, the early 2000s, New York kind of made a resurgence in rock music. And TV on the radio was definitely in the forefront of that. But I think also a big thing about them that kind of gets not mentioned because Brooklyn hipsters are so progressive, I guess they didn't notice. But this is a this is a this band made up of black guys. And that is not a common thing in rock music. Hmm. I mean, not since Living Color really was there a, a pr- prominent rock band made com- compressed of black guys. And I think that's awesome. I think that should be talked about. I think that should be celebrated. That like, yo, these guys rock out. Like, I love it. And that was, I think not too many people bring that up because like I said, you know, Brooklyn hipsters are, you know, oh, we don't, don't see race, dude. Yeah, we don't see. Well, that is not a hipster thing. No, I'm just saying us as a, as a no. you know, as a podcast. Well, I just think it's cool. I, I think it's cool. And I think it's an awesome fact that, you know, it, it's not just hip hop and jazz music, you know. You can pick up a guitar and rock out too. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. In I mean, fact, there was a uh, there was another band. I believe they're from New York. I'm not positive, but Black Rabbit, B L A C. Hmm. They are twin brothers that I'm positive I've seen play in the subway. They were they're they're phenomenal. They do a lot of Beatles covers when they're playing live in New York. They were actually at the Lennon bus when we were at the API convention last year. Shout out to API. God, I wish we could go back to that thing. Oh, uh, I don't know. But right? they were they were there and they were playing a bunch of Beatles covers and they're so talented and their actual original music is actually on the big playlist. So make sure you go to the show notes, check out the full playlist. The band is Black Rabbit, B L A C Rabbit. And they're a really, really good band, and I'm pretty sure they're New York. I wasn't positive that they're born and raised in New York, but I've seen them perform live in the subway before. So, and that's a whole other thing. Lucky Chops, Snarky Puppy, they're all on the big playlist that yeah. I wish we could have gotten into, but there's so much more. That's the great thing about New York, right? You can just keep going and going and going. Snarky Puppy just got nominated for a Grammy, which yeah. we may wow. do an episode about. So Yeah, uh, but I think we could do the Grammy episode when when it's actually Grammy time. We may not get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. <laughs> 2021 might not actually happen. We are going to get there, folks, and I'm going to be the first to be snorting the vaccine. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm begging your pardon Have you seen such a day? Let's begin it by starting And rolling down the hills With All right, that is Carly Simon rolling down the hills off the self-titled record. This is her first record. Um, and this song I picked because I actually happened to listen to this record over the weekend. Uh, I discovered that I had this record in one of my piles, and I was like, oh, interesting. And then l- reading the liner notes, I realized that this record was recorded at Electric Ladyland uh, in New York City, which is Jimi Hendrix's recording studio. And was recorded by Eddie Kramer, who is the engineer who who, who recorded Jimi Hendrix uh, and Led Zeppelin. Um, wow. So I was just thinking, like, and produ- this was produced and engineered by Eddie Kramer. Carly Simon's from New York. Yeah, she I- is from a a wealthy family um, in the Upper West Side or something. Oh, like that. Wow. It must be nice. That's like something I read on Wikipedia. Clearly, yeah. um, but but she was the youngest of a wealthy family, and she has quite huh. an interesting career. If you go to her Spotify and read about me, there's like all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy. I didn't know she was married to James Taylor. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. All right, I didn't know that. So I fucking thought, sue me. I thought she was that that whole L.A. scene, like going out. What we've talked about this hmm. uh, in the '70s playlist. I know it's kind of Jim's. Jim's wheelhouse, that whole James Taylor and uh, Van Morrison, and it's kind of like where the Eagles came out of. And like I, th- I thought it was Carly Simon. I thought it was all going home out west. Carly Simon's yeah. kind of hot too. I don't know if you guys look at the record. Like, there's another record. She looks pretty good on the t- on the cover. Just saying. Okay, that's great. And I can say that now because my wife stopped listening to the podcast. So. Oh wow! Speaking of, why though, is that? Do you follow Britney Spears on Instagram? I do follow Britney Spears on Instagram. Yeah, um, but this is a cool record cover. It's like it's like kind of pinkish. I don't know. It's like, um, it, it, it's just a strange record. Actually, it's like really weird. Jim, I want you to verify yeah. that Carly Simon's from New York. Yeah, she's from New York. What the fuck? I was going to say, I thought it was a good representation of like the Greenwich Village bohemian yeah. thing from yeah. like sixties, early seventies. Um. Which maybe Simon and Garfunkel's part of, but yeah, I thought this was a good representation of that. That's the Bob Dylan scene. Yeah. Yeah, but that this has that vibe. It's like the seventies like folk music, you know. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, Yeah, I guess if you if you can electric lady, man, how great is that studio? And that's that studio is still around. Thank the Lord. They do good business. Shout out to them. I guess if you can't get to Electric Lady, you can always come to Queens. You can always come to Pinch Recording. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's just move on. Things have gotten weird. That was your cue. That is the Dracula remix um, of a Medeski Martin and Wood song. Great jazz band from New York who we've talked about. Real reason this is on here is because it's a remix by DJ Logic, um, DJ from the Bronx, who, you know, big part of the 90s DJ scene, sampling, playing with a lot of live artists, which is really his thing, I would say, is working with live artists. He works with Medeski Martin and Wood a lot. Um, He's worked with, you know, we just talked about Living Color. He works with Vernon Reed, did work with Vernon Reed a lot. They had a duo that that played together. Um, John Popper, John Mayer, um, Moe. But any case, I thought this was a really important thing to have on here, representation of the New York DJ scene, which, you know, maybe something Nick can speak to as he was, he was once a part of that. But this is, you know, really, I think, um, more of a 90s, early 2000s feel, Um and it just feels like a big part of New York music to me. Yeah, I love it. I love that you put that on there. You, that's fantastic. The DJ, the New York DJ scene is a really prominent thing. It has been, has always been. I mean, that is how hip hop started in God in the seventies. If you really think about DJ Marley Mall, I mean, that's kind of how it started with the DJ. But that's not kind of what Jim was talking about the the club going DJ. That's you know, it started here in New York. That was what it was, you know, there's so many legendary nightclubs that 
when the DJ would pl- put your song on, you made it. And then just mm-hmm. DJ the radio, uh, you know, Stretch Armstrong and Bambito. That show was just a, uh, just iconic. It launched so many careers, and then the world of DJing blew up. And I think this is kind of where DJ Logic comes in. But then he starts jamming out live with musicians, and that's just such a New York thing. Like the jam session, that's New York. You know, Scott. Scott's just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's Scott's gone. Like I, I was at a zoo exhibit. He's already mentioned that. Yeah, I know. I, I'm thinking about what I'm going to feed you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't listen to Medeski and Martin Wood enough. Like I, I went through a huge phase where I was listening to them all the time, and I haven't. I feel like it was fresh. It was fresh to hear them again. You mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What, what, yeah. do you, what do you want me to this say? This just shows how much Scott's paying attention right now because we yeah. were talking about DJ listen, Logic. <laughs> if I can get if I can get Scott to listen to some hip hop lyrics, that's step one. If by this time next year he's telling me about scratch patterns, I'm gonna be like, I did it, I made it. Yeah, Scra- let's, step one. Step one. I think this was actually my entry point to being like, okay, I do like hip hop. Is DJs taking music and you know when it's just the DJ and you, I think you understand what the process is more you know you're just focused on the dj there's no lyrics so you have to do more with what you're doing with sampling and you know producing your beats and all of that and making it maybe a little less repetitive dj jazzy Um, panels but then once you understand that all that goes in yeah um all that goes into making a hip-hop track as well um it's also a new level of appreciation for it beyond the lyrics yeah well speaking of hip-hop we continue down this path get into any rap but that shit is good yeah now that's good yeah well the song it's a very long song it's the message by grandmaster flash and the furious five and it was the introduction to the world of what actually was happening in new york city hmm. uh the bronx was burning is a very famous phrase that comes from truth you know the bronx was li- were, were literally on fire and in the early 80s the crack epidemic new york city was riddled with crime and poverty and it was bad it was really really bad and we were talking about how oh yeah the the early 80s 80s punk yeah it smelled like piss there's broken glass everywhere people pissing on the stage like they just don't care that's the opening line to the message and it's Literally, the 80s, we think back on it like, what a glorious time for music. No, <laughs> these people were dying. And it's unfortunately, I was listening to the song on the walk here today, and I almost teared up because right now, New York City is just shutting back down from the coronavirus, and everything is just, it feels like the bottom's falling out. Like, what we, were you listening to? I was li- listening to this song, and it's so relatable to what's going on today. The song came out in 1982, 38 years ago. Wow. And it, it, you listen to the lyrics and you're like, shit, that's still happening in some one way or another. And it was very depressing. It was very depressing listening to this song. And I was just like, this is exactly how I feel right now. And this is my only hip-hop pick on the episode playlist. But I think it's one of those songs that always finds its way in the top 10 lists of whatever influential this greatest hip hop that. And so I stay away from it. I I think everyone knows the song. It's not something new that you've never heard of, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to represent it in the New York one because this was New York city. What Melly Mel and the the furious five were rapping about was exactly their day to day lives. And it's a, there's five verses on it and it's just so so the picture that they paint is just so New York, and unfortunately, it's very similar to what the hell's happening right now. And um, I, I implore you to go back and listen to the lyrics of the message. The song is called "The Message," for God's sakes. Go back and listen to the oh, message. The, I thought it was the massage. No, it's the message. <laughs> and this is see, and this is why Scott, I give you a hard know, time about tuning I, out the hip hop picks. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so that's your homework. Just listen to the message in the song "The Message" by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, especially if you live in New York City right now and are kind of just 
So you're telling us to listen to something. Yeah. So should I actually listen to it? Or should I do what you do and not listen to it? That's because not you told true. Me, I listen whatever. Sp- when you and Jim tell me stuff, I listen because I respect I respect mm-hmm. your opinion enough about music that I do a music podcast with you. Now you have it, little legs. <laughs> <laughs> From over here, your legs look real little. I'm, we're through glass. We're at a confluence, by the way. This is like Pittsburgh. What does that mean? You're like the Monongahela River. We're like the three rivers. You're the Monongahela. You're the Jim's the Allegheny. I'm the Ohio, Mm. and that's kind of how we're situated. I'm the Mahalahaga. So we're the uh, confluence, and that's where gout's from. Don't mix rivers. Don't mix rivers, or you'll get gout. All right, let's move on. Alicia Keys, Streets of New York. Un- this is from the Unplugged record. And mm. I find it interesting, like if you listen it, to this whole is, tune, yeah. it's very New York. I mean, she's doing sirens. Yeah, that's what got me. When I was listening to this, I was like, what is this spoken word bullshit? Oh my and, then, God. and then I heard the siren. And then it, like, it, I was like, oh, I know what this, oh, I like this now. Like when I first heard it, I was like, uh, ready to turn it off because I'm impatient. Because we do hear a lot of sirens in New York City. Yes, even God. here in the studio, we have yeah. the seven train, which goes right next to the studio, and we have these ceiling mics that are attached to the to the roof. And when I'm doing jazz sessions or orchestral de- like dates, I can hear the train going by and the ceiling mics. Yeah. And I absolutely what? love it. Really? Yeah, what am yeah, I? I fucking love it. People are like, I hear the train. I'm like, yeah. That's f- you should yeah. fucking pay me for that. That was that's one of my favorite <laughs> moments in a in seeing music in New York ever. I was at the Blue Note watching this jazz band, um, and there was just a side like an ambulance like sitting outside with like the siren going, and it was really annoying. And then the guitarist starts like riffing off of the siren, and it was just like incredible. He was like making a siren sound and like doing a fill. Yeah, um, but that it was just like yeah, that's that's. We're here. We're in New York. That's it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. try doing that, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just being an Eagles fan. <laughs> uh, interesting about this song, though, is I and I just picked up on it on this listen that you just played. Do you guys recognize the bass line? Uh, no, no. It is the bass line from New York State of Mind by Nas on Illmatic. Wow. I did not pick up on that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Look at that through line. Double amazing. Yeah. You are such a. I mean, I don't know if there's another layer on top of that with Empire State of Mind. You know what? You're no longer the guy who sleeps under leaves or whatever. Oh, I sleep on top of him now? Now you're. I've made it. You made it. I literally and figuratively (laughs) made it to the top. But Alicia Keys, I think, was really important to put on this playlist because one, she's contemporary, but two, she's extremely talented. I mean, she's a piano player and an amazing singer, and the, the first record's a song. What was it in A minor or something? Mm. She, I mean, she's got Grammys. Literally, when she takes a shit, it's a Grammy. Mm. Do you know wow. what I'm saying? That must hurt. She literally shits Grammys. Yeah, um, she's just amazing, and I think she's just. It's it's really fun to watch her as a performer. She's just talented. Like she just oozes. She's got it. Whatever it is, <laughs> you know what I mean. She has it. Yeah. And I think she's very well respected within the musicians community, and she's well respected with really anybody like do, do, is there anybody who's really like fuck alicia keys no i don't think i think hmm. he, I, she has one of those the it factor is that she's never sold out yet she's very popular to the masses like middle america white people like alicia keys and meanwhile alicia keys is like probably not the person you should be liking like she's not that like she's very black lives matter she's very you know the type of people that middle america don't like trying to see how he's going to get out of this <laughs> i don't think he intends to yeah i said what i said you know what I, you're I, back I, under the leaves my point <laughs> my point is that alicia keys is just likable like even when she's like hey black lives matter and then you go to mississippi they're like well she makes good what? music. even when she says black lives matter she's likable i mean you really gone to some weird place I'm, to be I'm clear saying, i like when people say black lives yes, matter so do i that's why i'm <laughs> okay. saying i'm saying when she goes to middle america white people yes. in mississippi who vote trump who don't understand who say all lives matter Whoa, all lives matter those fucking idiots they like alicia keys do they yes 
I don't know about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why she's so likable. You've gone down a hard path. You turn left. No, I'm going. I'm leaning in. You're yeah. leaning in. No we one, need to get no, some, no one listens to, this far. We need to get the, some listens anyway. I'll get some heat on us. What do I care? We already told. We had a celebration playlist because Trump lost allegedly, and we're, allegedly <laughs> that's still not official yet. By the way, does everyone know, know that? Uh, yeah, I know. But you know, uh, oh well, my God. Well, look, we've we've come a long way in this podcast, and I think. New York City is an amazing place, and we will be back. There are some who believe that New York is dead. You can't fucking kill New York. I mean, you can kill a Roman yeah, Empire. Nobody hold me down. The Roman Empire went down, so I feel like you probably can. New York will probably end at some point. New York is tougher than a cockroach because this is where cockroaches live. So we ain't going nowhere. And that's, uh, that's didn't you take that from a comic? Christian Finnegan said that at the rally. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What else you guys got to say? Oh, it went back to the Ramones. Ah, oh, that, that song is only one minute long. Uh, but anyway, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> do all the things you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, we blew week, the the one minute outro. Next, I guess we just next, next week. Are we gonna do um, another city? I, I mean, I kind of feel like we should personally. Yeah. Or Sucks we, that we started with New York because it's hard to top. But yeah, we should do another city. What do you mean? There's a lot of great cities. I know. London. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. There's Philly. a lot of good cities. We're gonna go to Philly. Philly. We can do Philly. We can do... Uh, it's all cheesy music. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. See you next time. See you next week.